Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Candyman, ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? It's the one and only, the only one, all caps, no spaces, the Rev Barber MC. It's the Dr. QG with the PhD. If you need your hip-hop fix, come see me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and the topic uh, today, we're doing a list. A list has criteria, because, you know, Candyman can't do nothing without criteria. So basically, the three of us are choosing a top five. However, there are a couple of caveats to our top five list. Um, number one, the, the rappers on this list must be alive. So no biggies, no Tupacs, no big L's, and so on and so forth. So if that rapper is deceased, you will not hear their name called today. Also, no goats allowed. What I mean by that is a lot of the time you, you talk to people and ask them about who's in their top five rappers. And three common names pop up. Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem. To ensure that we give you, the listener, um, as much diversity between lists as possible, there will be no Jay-Z, Nas, or Eminem's on our list. So those are the criteria of how we compile our list. So no goats. So no Nas, no J, no M, and no deceased rappers. So everybody must be alive. So we start off with the doctor first. QG, um, in no particular order, can you give us one off your list and why you chose that person? We are going to the M, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, humpback, humpback, I. This is Big Crit on my list. From 2005 to the present day, why he's on my list as one of my top is because his delivery, his southern slang, his vulnerable, his his raps that are very vulnerable. He's very open about what he's been through, his swagger, his flow, his charisma and his style and his out of the box content. A good example of that is the song Mount Olympus, five studio albums, five EPs. 45 singles, 14 mixtapes. And to cap it all off, I'm going to give you guys a taste. This is from American Rap Star. This is uh, the project that I first got introduced to him on from my boy Ralph. Shout out to Ralph Nunez. And the rhyme goes, push it to the limit just to get up high with a wood grain kitted. Right around town like I never lived in it. Gunning my dash prayer, I never kill with it. I'm that real with it. Got my eyes on the prize. Bill still do, motherfuck nine to five. Searching for a freak that wanna fuck once or twice. Wanna buy a bottle, but I ain't paying my tides. This ain't a lie. I got a vision and a master plan. Take the block and blow up like a Taliban. I make it where the plane never have to land. I make it where them lames never stand a chance. Shit you'll never know, only time will tell. You either starve or you find the scale. You either buy or you're trying to sell. You either fall or you grind the rails. Church. That's what okay. So what about crit? What about crit? Um, qualifies him in your top five. It's because of where he started. You know, he started from the underground selling tapes out of his car. That's kind of like the ultimate hustle when you're trying to be independent and to gain a buzz and not have the mainstream or the radio promote you. He did everything on his own and he developed his own fan base on his own. I'm all for somebody that gets to a level where they're mentioned, not just among the fans, but among the elites. A lot of the rappers who are in the industry, they cite him and they work with him, and he's a dope producer. So for me, it's his perseverance of being in the indies, and he did make it onto a mainstream label, Def Jam, and then they dropped him because, you know, the album was great, Catalactica, but, it, you know, it, the promotion wasn't there. He didn't let that stop him. You know how some people, when they get dropped from a label with all that, especially a place like Def Jam, they're like damn, like, what do you do now? He went right back to what he was doing, and he actually got bigger after that. And he is so independent now, just pushing his own numbers, doing his own shows, and still being able to work with a lot of the mainstream artists because he gets that respect. So I feel he's in that rank for me because of his hard work and his never-give-up attitude. Yeah, I got dropped, but I'm still here. I'm not going to let that stop me. And he's not even thinking of trying to get back to a major because his fan base respects him. So he knows what the people want, 
and he caters to his hardcore fan base, such as myself. So I respect him for that. Okay. Fair enough. Um, we'll turn it to Rev. In no particular order, can you give us one and tell us why? Well, actually, I'm going to go in order myself because I love order. Like, I just love, like, just synchronized lists and stuff like that. So, me personally, I'm going to do that today. Y'all want to not go in order? That's cool. But I definitely worked hard on this list and try to um, do it to my kind of criteria where I myself, I'm a lyricist. I'm a swordsman. So, I'm picking these five MCs, like, if I was going to say like a battle, like a Pokemon battle where you get your best, like get your best sword to win the fight. So my first one is going to be KRS one. He has 20 plus albums. He's pretty much the, the godfather of hip hop, the speaker for hip hop. He always represents for us. He's always put us on any main platform that, that he's been on. He's been in Sprite commercials. He's hosted battles Karis one is, is just a notable face of hip hop. And what helped him out a lot recently was the verses with Kane. And I feel like, you know, we've said what we've said about verses and some of them have been good. Some of them have been bad, but the good has been really good, especially when it's come to the hardcore hip hop and the stuff that we came up on. And he showed out that night. He shows he could still perform. That man was sweating up a storm giving it his all and that just it actually made him higher on my list on my overall list and it just shows that this man lives in and breathes hip-hop he bleeds hip-hop and as far as his music it's not your typical like party music or mainstream or commercial but he does have records that can definitely be viable like stepping like rapture's delight that track, if you play anywhere at any party, I feel like anybody could vibe to it. And real MCs, real lyricists know that when it comes to being on the mic, you got to bring your A-game. You got to bring all your notebooks when it comes to battling Chris because he he is he defines what an MC, what a lyricist is. So he's, he's my first sword I'm pulling out in this fight. I'm surprised because, you know, you forgot to mention that, uh, you know. That, I don't even <laughs> stop. Ah, you love to hear this story. <laughs> I don't love to hear that story, particularly. Funny story, because you know, when we uh we took a road trip a couple months back, and I played KRS One, and you said you got mad in your dream. I did. Playing Ooh. the bridge is over. This is disrespectful. But the man's in your top five, which uh, I I respect it. I respect. Uh, unbiased, it. brother. Gotta be, you know. Gotta keep it real. Yeah, good choice. Well, Thank you. Good choice. Um, all right, so I guess it's up to, up to me. Now, I didn't have a set criteria. Actually, you know what I did? Um, I looked at, I counted longevity as as part of the criteria. That's dope. Yeah, I counted longevity as part of the criteria and you know, I was thinking about who could I put on this list that, you know, isn't a goat and is still alive. And then I I said, "You know what? Let me go back home." And uh, I couldn't help. And also, this person is one of my favorites. So this may shock you, but I got the baby gangster BG on my list. Oh, Reason. man. <laughs> wow. Said, oh, man. Yeah, because of that. I'm not surprised. Man. You you, t- you cited him as one of your personal heroes. Yeah. So, I mean, first off, the WAN didn't start till later on in his career. So I can forgive him for that. But BG. Has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven studio albums, which you very rarely that's, see that's a rapper. Work. You you barely ever see a rapper get to ten. Also, BG is responsible for a word being added to the dictionary, which in modern times in, in the last century is very hard to do. Uh, nobody would have ever used the word bling if he had never put it in a song first. True. Um. Also. For those of you who are not familiar with with uh, with BG, I feel like he's one of the rawest rappers I've ever heard, especially when you listen to Chopper City or It's All On You Volume 1 or Volume 2 or even Chopper City in the Ghetto. BG also, because um, BG also, in my opinion, outside of Bling Bling, never really had a commercial sound to him. So 
I was like, yeah. I was like, 11 albums, hardly any commercial sound. The man's not a sellout. So I was like, ah, you know. And not for nothing, but, you know, when it, um, even though in his day, um, cash money really didn't work with outside non-cash money artists, the man was still able to co- collaborate with 3-6 Mafia, Project Pat, even, I mean, well, it may, most people may not count it, but he was on the same song as Biggie. And, uh, Prodigy. Yep, and he did YBE with Prodigy, so, you know, BG is, uh, I feel like BG don't get as much credit as he deserves. So I'm giving him the credit today. You know, Jay-Z also cited one of his lines where he said, cash money is an army, but he had a Navy. You heard Rockefeller is an army, but he had a Navy on the Blueprint album. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, Jay-Z is very notorious for taking lines that he didn't say first. Just putting that out there. All right. So we back. We back around. It's on me now. Yes, sir. We're going to go to Queens. We're going to go to Queensbridge. Uh, I'm going to pull my man Cormega up in here. He's my second pick from the year 1989 to the present. And with Cormega, he's very soft-spoken. He has a brash delivery. He's authentic. There's an aura about him. In every album and every song, there's a need to teach. There's poetry. There's fearlessness. He's a very outspoken guy. And there's emotion. There's emotional content in his songs. Five studio albums, two compilation albums, one EP, 11 singles, one soundtrack album, and one collaboration album. First time I heard of, uh, heard of Cormega was it was written in 1996 on Affirmative Action. And he stood out. And I was so interested in what the first album was going to be. First album I got to hear was... Um, the True Meaning, which is my favorite Cormega album. And then I went backwards. I went to The Realness and what Rev alluded to in the past episode about The Testament. You know, a good friend of mine gave me a copy of that. And I've just been following his career ever since, man. And uh, I got another one for you guys. This is Love In, Love Out. It was uh, one of the realest I songs. I love that I've song. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Just, just, the, just, the, just the rhyme in it, man. And the second verse where he's like, my love is real. Some earn it. Some are unworthy. Some walk in the presence of men with thoughts to hurt me and wonder why I throw shade and stay to myself because I'm me. Plus, I'm not betraying myself. I'm free from the burden of extending my hand to my mans that don't deserve it. I only trust fam. When I was locked up, you was doing you excluding me. So you should be happy now that I'm doing me. Niggas acting like I won't give if I have it. I got a question. Who came to spank weight empty handed? You smile in my face, but your eyes reveal the hate. Next time you talk about me, mention I ain't fake. I'm living my dream. Live yours. I gave sweat and tears. You didn't even buy my CD. You say you my man. You so jealous. Your emotions make you careless. I hope when you hear this, it makes you think before you're staring at your last right. I hear you scheming. I'm reading you your last right. Get your mind off primitive thoughts and get your cats right. I'm not limited. Without rap, I'd still be getting it. Yours truly, the deal slash lyricist. Okay, you you came here quoting heat today. I want to give the people an idea of why they should be in there, and if they don't know their rhymes, then they got to get familiar with it because it fits with what I'm what what I'm trying to describe how the MC raps. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, Rev, number two for you, or I guess you start from the bottom up. Yeah, so this I guess would be number four. I have to go with Big Daddy Kane. You know, if anybody goes into the archives and checks out the verses and the scorecard, things got a bit wonky based on like the performance. And it technically was a draw, I guess, because like the way the rounds had uh, fizzled out. But um, I kind of feel like overall, if I had to do a final decision, I'd have to give it to Kane. And overall, Kane is the ultimate showman. Mm-hmm. He is the ultimate influencer. The way he dressed. When he wore the suits, the haircut, the swag, the pizzazz, he has an amazing flow, a very recognizable voice, capped off with lyricism. And to be honest, he might be probably the most commercial out of golden era MCs, him and Slick Rick, but he fit the perfect description on how to let the world in on hip hop, especially with the dancing and, of course, the jewelry, because hip hop culture was different back then. It was prominently about style graffiti it wasn't too much about who was the toughest and 
you know, Kane definitely did move in the streets and had a lot of respect. But as far as being on the screen, you know, letting the world into what hip hop has become in that in, in um, the late 80s, he was a great representation of it. And people can't sleep, man. Kane is a, a supreme lyricist. He'll get on anybody's track and make people work. Mm-hmm. Excuse That's the fun. <laughs> but <laughs> Kane definitely, I couldn't not put him on this list when it comes to like I said, I'm looking at this like 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 a like a, a card battle here. So I had to add some some style to it because you know KRS One definitely caps it off with like the lyricism and stuff. But with Kane, it gives you a little bit of everything, you know, because his style, you know, his his like I said, the haircut definitely sticks out. You could make a silhouette and know that that's Big Daddy Kane. So I'm going with Kane as my number four. And that's a beautiful pick because I remember listening to an interview from Kane at the time when he was coming out. That's when you had the KRS, the Chuck D's, the Rock Kems and the Cool G Raps and everybody. And he said it himself. I'm looking at these guys and what could I do different from they do? Okay, they all rap. They're all great rappers. They don't dance. I'm a dance. I'm going to have backup dancers. How do they dress? Okay, I'm going to dress this way. And Kane is one of the sharpest, snazziest dressers to this day. And he always been like that. And he always looked for a way to stand out from the pack. And he, he, he set the standard. You can rhyme, you can perform, you can do all these different things. So, yeah, that is a real, real, real good pick right there, man. Love Big Daddy Kane. And people uh, ask me, how come I get the hat? Well, <laughs> you could blame Kane for that. <laughs> I will ask this because um, a lot of people that I talk to, and even online, they say it. Um, they don't like his, his his work past his second album. What's your opinion on that? You know, I know uh, the criteria that you have is longevity, and I can respect that. I try to implement a little um, of that into mine. Um, back in those days, you know, the criteria was different once LL came out and those crop of MCs, and it was hard for Kane to find himself after that. But as a feature artist, he brought the ruckus, especially when he was on Big L's second album. He he kind of reverted back to being a lyricist. And he was on um, the Tony Touch album, too. Another great feature. I think I believe that was called The Class of 88. Um, yeah. yeah he, he had one of the best verses on there. And there was a lot of heavyweights. KRS-One was on that one, too. Yeah, it, it happens. It happens with, with some of our favorite artists where there may be that one or two albums where they just drop. But then that's why with the feature game, you could pick yourself back up. And I feel like he he picked himself back up after that and showed, you know, once again, that he's a supreme lyricist. And you can't count out lyricism when it comes down to it. Albums is kind of hard because you have the pressure of the label. They want you to make a commercial single. They want you to pretty much top your last effort, you know. So and then the creative process, it's hard to go back to that drawing board and, and either recreate that or, or do something like commercially better so um yeah i gotta give uh, kane credit more so for sticking to the lyrics after that little drop off, off his second album yeah because he because those albums still had good songs on it you know the other stuff that i was referring to is taste of chocolate and and prince of darkness i think it's because of the pimping and trying to be a sex symbol it kind of overshadowed everything else but he still gave those lyrics, those hard punchlines and metaphors. He created a blueprint for a lot of the rappers that came after him and studied him. And then when he went back to the rugged style and looks like a job for in 1993, and then Daddy's Home and then Veterans Day, which was his last album in 1998, you had all these rappers coming out and all these rappers who had that style from that year and that era. So seeing Kane adapt and evolve especially coming from the golden age, it made it hard to, like you said, try to fit in and get in there with that type of sound because we know where Kane came from. Kane still got it in and he still spit with the best of them. And he worked with so many MCs. He he put Shaheem in the game. He helped Jay-Z get in the game. He did songs with ODB and everybody. Like he 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 gave out pairs of shoes. Like I like the quote. So, yeah, it was it was hard for Kane, but Kane is still a Rushmore guy. He's still carved in stone regardless. Absolutely. All right. So I guess I'm I'm going to 
hit my second of my top five in my no particular order, but uh there's just one there's just one question that uh that um you hear and you just think of this guy, besides the fact that he'll never come, but you know, it'll be like, What's my motherfucking name? You know, Snoop Dogg. I gotta go with Snoop. Because again, longevity, longevity plays a factor. Um, shout out to Snoop. You know, and when I think of Snoop Dogg, he has a unique journey. He started off on death row, he goes to no limit, and then he does his own thing. And with the exception of maybe, I don't know, I would say about, I wouldn't even say, I've never heard a Snoop Dogg album that I didn't like. You know, I mean, granted, some of them have not been on par with, with others, but I feel for the most part, Snoop has made good music. Um, Young Snoop Dogg, especially when he was Snoop Doggy Dogg, was hungry and heartless and cold on on the uh, on a microphone. But yeah, Snoop is Snoop has been somebody also that a lot of artists have have, have wanted to work with in one form or another. Um, whether some people go to him for mentorship or guidance, or others just simply want him on a feature, you know, Uncle Snoop, Uncle Snoop never uh, he's never really disappointed. So. I mean, and, you know, when uh, when I got to carve out a whole part of my display case to dedicate to you because you got so many fucking albums, uh, that that definitely does uh, that does uh, take umbrage with me. So, uh, did you check out his last album? His last album, I haven't heard. But um, Dodr back on Death Row. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard. It. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. But um, Ooh, it's very good. good. Yeah. Nah, I got, I got to check that out, but like from what I know of Snoop, because you know it's hard to keep up with somebody who's got more than fourteen albums. But from what I know of Snoop, he's uh, definitely a legend. Um, if there was a hip hop Hall of Fame, he definitely would be one of my first few picks to be in it. Like I said, my man went from Death Row to No Limit to, to pimping on his own to hanging out with Martha Stewart. So he's a cultural icon snoop has transcended hip-hop you got people that don't know rap and they know snoop currently you could see him with the corona commercials just chilling on the beach you know calling it snoop cans i mean snoop is just is he's just that guy man just so chilled and like you mentioned earlier he's in that mentorship role he's teaching and he's educating and i love what he's doing with death row now like trying to give people back their hard work all their music all their masters we see Harry O is back in the mix. For those that don't know, Harry O was one of the financiers, if not the financier of Death Row. He's out of jail. And there was a picture out there recently with Dre, the DOC, Snoop, and um, Harry O. But to elaborate for the people, can you uh, tell the people, Candyman, where Snoop would never come, please? Well, Snoop, when the, the infamous Snoop will never come line comes from our favorite, me, our meaning me and you, our favorite uh documentary yeah yeah documentary. yeah 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 but can you tell the people where that place is where he'll never come the 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 penitentiary to visit big Shug. ref can yeah. i ask a question who would want to go to the penitentiary anyway ref probably al it's a visit to visit my homie of course who's the homie big Shug. Hmm. but going back to snoop snoop is also and, and a lot of people don't realize this but or don't think about it but Snoop has transcended generations, meaning look at the list of names he's worked with. He's worked with he's worked with people like Tupac all the way to Wiz Khalifa, um, and in between he's worked with Fifty Cent. Um, he's done songs with Eminem. He's done songs with Jay Z. So he's worked with a uh, a notable who's who of, of talent. He's done songs with Lil Wayne. So you know, um, again. He's worked with almost every. It's safe to say he's worked with every big name in the industry. So, you know, and I I can't take that lightly either because there's a reason all these all these icons and legends have wanted to work with Snoop. There's a reason why all these young up and comers have wanted to work. So, uh, I I I put a doggy dog on the list. And to elaborate that, basically, people Suge Knight saying that Snoop would never come to prison. He was calling Snoop a snitch. So Candyman is being political, trying to clean up what Suge actually said. Who in their right mind would want to go to the penitentiary anyway? I don't know, because at that time, Suge Knight and 
death row allegedly was sending death threats to Snoop Dogg when he got on No Limit. And you can check the documentaries to see that fights broke out, incidents broke out. So Suge and Snoop were not homies at the time, even though they're in a good space now. Everything's been squashed. And Snoop actually shouted out Suge on the Back on Death Row album. So everything is peace. So I just want to update you people that what happened back then is not happening now. Yeah, why, 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 why we just can't talk about positivity? Why we got to leave? This is positivity. Yeah, but you talk about death threats. It's and... just that I said that's what happened in the past. You like to just leave it there and not further add on what's happening currently. Snoop and Sugar in a good place. So this is just to put a cap on that documentary and all that stuff about Big Sugar and he'll never come. All that's finished. Well, we're, we're a family program, sir. Yes, I know we're a family program, but I have to add on to what you omitted to put an end to it. We're a family program? I, I would like to imagine so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right, QG, uh, who's your third representative? Third representative, we're going to Yonkers. Got my guy Styles P here. And the first time it I heard Styles. Blow my mind. Yep, Blow that's one of the my mind. Yep, yep, that's on Super Gangster Extraordinary Gentleman that the Candy Man is quoting. Ah, Styles, man, started in 1994, 13 studio albums, two EPs, 13 singles. First time I heard of him was on the song Last Day, which was on the Life After Death album by the Notorious B.I.G. That's the first time I ever heard of the locks. You know, my favorite album is Gangster and a Gentleman. I love that album. I could just pop that and just listen to it. His aggression, his pronunciation of words, his delivery, his no-nonsense, his attack, his street education, his hood scholar work, and his work ethic. This man has albums on top of albums. Like, I, I remember looking at for one year in particular, he just dropped so many projects, he locked down in the studio. And of course, as you've heard earlier, I'm going to give you something from the cipher that he did with Pat Poos and Lupe Fiasco. Don't call me the ghost no more. Call me the phantom. Real brothers love him. Real brothers understand him. This is for the man with his hand on his cannon. But right at this moment, I know we need atonement. But Malcolm is dead and Martin is dead. The gun is the barber. Let me know who want to part in their head. And I'm back to the clip filled to the top. Ill grill with a bop. Police coming through. Kid still a rock. I don't give a F like I'm going to die because I want to die. You too, figure. Don't boo who figure. Want to play the game? Find out who's true, figure. After you do that, find out who is who, figure. A lot of brothers died over BS. School of hard knocks. No parent teacher conference. Gotta learn the rules, move fast and lose fast. Stand up and mash or they know that you ass. Fire. Okay, QG coming with the quotes today. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Styles, man. Love the guy. And he's doing great things with, with weight loss, man. The, the, the juice, the juice programs, the vitamins and all this stuff. He's a he's a huge component of that. Him and the whole lot. But he's got these juice bars and everything all around, man. Healthy eating, healthy living. Okay. And it's interesting because style started out in a group. Yeah. Yeah. And in the very beginning, I always gravitated towards Kiss. But then when I really started to listen to Styles and just what he was saying and how powerful his lyrics and his songs are, he's a no-nonsense guy. Like, he has songs like Never Fight an African or I'm Black. And he it's more than just the streets. He wants us to know our history he wants us to appreciate our history and he's very lethal in battle when it comes to diss tracks you don't want styles on your behind man he gonna get you look at look at the track record went to war with 50 and g unit went to war with rockefeller more in particular state property and he was one of the most feared when it came to that battle nobody wanted to see styles man and not to mention, also, look at look at the work that they did when they battled Dipset and Versus. A cohesive unit. It was just an amazing, amazing performance. So, shout out to you, Styles. You deserve a whole lot of credit, man, for the work. Okay. All right, Rev. Your turn. All right. So, I had to revert back a little bit to the last episode there where I talked about the God MC Rakim. Mm. Bringing him back for this episode as well. And if you don't know Rakim, then you should not be listening to this podcast because Rakim fathered a lot of real MCs. He's known as the God MC for a reason. 
What I like about Rakim is when he rap, he sound always very serious and his delivery always stuck. And he's one of the first to really shift that simplistic flow to the more complex way of rhyming. And it paved the way for a lot of lyricists. I mean, it influenced, he influenced one of the best MCs of all time, Nas, who we can't use today. Eminem as well. Eminem has definitely stated that Rakim is uh, one of his main influences. And what I love about Ra is that he got a real easy voice to sample in his in songs. You hear him sample throughout countless songs and paid in full. That song is used in movies, played in clubs, and that song's a vibe as well. So with Rakim, he's he's just like probably the ultimate MC. I know sometimes he doesn't make many like goat lists because I feel like a lot of time has passed and also you know, after with Eric B, he didn't really make too much music. And, you know, retorting back to the last episode, you know, it's a shame that uh, him and Dre's uh, work really couldn't get completed or some of the songs they did never really got released. I know he came back later on in the decade with The Seventh Seal, which was pretty cool. And he also had a live album. But I think that kind of hurts him in um, the GOAT conversation is just um as far as like the Candyman criteria, as far as like the uh, longevity as far as like putting albums out but his legacy definitely still to this day is, is talked about and lives on and and our favorite mcs always praise him and i'm sure our favorite mcs have have him in their top five maybe even number one so as far as um my number three gotta go rock him and rightfully so the god mc deserves it i mean he i think he's the perfect MC, I think he's the perfect rapper. He he should be number one for 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 everywhere, and just his just his the, the way he puts his wordplay together, it was different. He added this complex multi-syllabic rhyme, and he didn't have to yell, he didn't have to curse. He just was just him, and he he added the science to it, you know, about the nations, the gods, and the earth, and uh, I mean. What more could you say about Rakim, man? He, he he set the standard. And like Rev just alluded to, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He set it up for everybody. So Ra, definitely, man, love Rakim. And and we saw him live at the Art MC. The crowd went crazy. And he came out there performing them records, man. Those records are so good. His classics, they still stand the test of time. Even Ice-T, shout out to Ice-T, the godfather, they asked him on one of the late night TV shows, what is the greatest rap album of all time? And he said, paid in full by Eric B and Rakim. And he says that album is just so perfect. It's just so good from top to bottom. And he, he cited uh, Fear of a Black Planet from Public Enemy and Straight Outta Compton. But he said that album right there, that which came out in 1987, set, set the standard. Word up. So I guess it's uh, back to me. And uh, I'm going to go with a guy who, just like uh, Snoop, <clears throat> transcends hip-hop. He's had a, a number of albums. A guy who critics, the critics said he fell off. They wrote him off. And he was able to bounce back with a classic. I'm talking about, uh, they call him Big Ellie, LL Cool J. Uh, my father. All right. Yeah, man, LL Cool J, you know, uh, after he released 14 Shots to the Dome, everybody was like, oh, yeah, he fell off. Then he came back and said, I'm going to knock you out. Mm -hmm. Mama said, knock you out. Classic album. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, everybody who's on uh, Sutton Farmers who listen to this podcast. And, um, yeah, LL Cool J, man, transcends hip-hop, a TV star, movie star. Currently on NCIS, the man just just like my previous pick, Snoop Dogg, has transcended eras. Started in the in the mid '80s with radio, um, was a staple of hip hop all throughout the '90s, and even did some stuff in the in the 2000s. Um, LL Cool J is one of those guys who, like Snoop Dogg himself, even though Snoop Dogg still raps, LL Cool J hasn't been really active in rap. Uh, in, in in the last decade or so, but he's one of those guys that's made it so big to a point he'd never have to make music again and he'd be okay. So, and again, LL Cool J has had albums in the 80s, the 90s, uh, in the 2000s. So that's 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 over 30 years of rap. 
So I, I even if he never makes another album again, I'll be okay with it because he's left us plenty of qu- good and quality music um, um, throughout the years. Also, um, whether it was a, a hardcore uh, battle track, because you know LL Cool J is battle tested. Uh, he's the reason why uh, I, he's, the, he's the reason why nobody talks about Cool Modi. He went after MC Hammer, went after Ice T, uh, showed his is uh, is is uh, what's the right word for it? Showed how in the heat of a battle he could get by what he did to cannabis. So um, yeah, he's a battle tested rapper, but he could also make those love ballads too that the ladies love so much. So I'm 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 sticking with LL here, and uh, even though he didn't uh, include the the Master P version of Four Three Two One on Phenomenon, I'll forgive him for that. L is a history maker. You know, you got a guy here who started in the early 80s, 1984, when I Need a Beat came out. And he was the first artist on Def Jam. When radio came out, it sold over 500,000 copies in the first five months. And eventually it went to it went platinum status in 1988, which is you had to go out there and buy it. You couldn't bootleg it. You couldn't download it. So that says a lot. And he's a Hall of Famer. You know, the man gave everything to Def Jam Recordings, platinum selling records, awards, you name it. LL has done it and LL has won it. And he's always stayed true to the neighborhood. Wherever he is, whatever he does, it always comes back to the rock. Shout out to Farmers Boulevard. Shout out to everybody in St. Albans. I mean, his ability to perform, his ability to have that swagger and that charisma his vocal projection is so strong. When LL is on the mic, you know LL is on the mic. And till this day, the man can just get on that stage and just destroy it, like just shut it down with all different types of records. And when we talked about rappers slash actors in an episode in the archives, ladies and gentlemen, you all can hear it. You know, LL was one of those guys that came out into the movie scene, took over, and he, he gave us great Great, great bodies of work, man. So if anybody deserves to be on the GOAT list or the greatest list or top five anywhere, anything, you got to give it to Ladies Love Cool James. Yep, definitely somebody that deserved it due. All right, QG, the fourth representative of the list. Sticking to the uh, where we're at right now, since we're in the golden age, those that know me personally, they know. I gotta go to my guy. I gotta go to California. I gotta go to Ice Cube. Yeah, this is this is my guy here, man. I call him Uncle Cube. You know, when it comes to 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 the music, 1986 to the present time. First time I heard Ice Cube was in 1990. And uh, shout out to my pops. He has the America's Most Wanted on vinyl. You know, uh, his political, his storytelling, his voice, his attack, his consciousness, his education. He challenged you to think about things. I still listen to Ice Cube today. If there's anything he ever comes out with, I'm going to listen to it. Because to quote Joe Budden, who said this about Styles P, Ice Cube teaches me how to age. When you first hear a rapper and you heard them in the beginning and you follow along with them, it teaches you how to age. Because Cube was a young man back in 1990. And the stuff that he was talking about then you follow along with that to now what we got going on. You follow along with that. Cube is very aware of what's going on in the world. And he talks about it. 10 studio albums, six compilations, 42 music videos, one EP, 27 singles, 12 soundtrack album. He currently is on the Mount Westmore project that's out there somewhere in the metaverse. He still sounds so polished. He still sounds so refreshing. His voice is still so strong. Cube raps from the stomach. When I used to write and I used to record, that's where I got my delivery from. Cube raps from his stomach. And I'm going to give you uh, Dead Homies. This is a very powerful verse. I remember we painted our names on the wall for fun. Now it's rest in peace after everyone except me. But I ain't the one to front. It seems like I'm viewing a body after every month. Plus, I knew him when he was yay big. Pour beer on the curb before I take a swig. But something ain't right. When it's tragedy... That's the only time that the family's tight, loving each other in a caring mood. There's lots of people and lots of food. They say be strong and you're trying, but how strong can you be when you hear your pops crying? So that's why Ice Cube's dressed up, because the city is so fucking messed up. 
and everybody is so phony. Take a little time to think about your dead homies. Okay. And Cube does have the longevity factor. Most definitely, man. One of the architects. And he made his work out here. When he got with Public Enemy and the Bomb Squad after leaving NWA, he just cut his teeth. He performed at the Apollo. After years before getting booed at the Apollo with NWA, now he's solo and he rocked the, he rocked the house. I mean, he gave us two critically acclaimed classics in my book. And I'm talking about Death Certificate and America's Most Wanted, two critically acclaimed classic super albums. Not to mention, he's also battle-tested as well. Oh, yeah. NWA, Cypress Hill, Common. Been there. Yep. Not to mention a member of two groups that did very well, so. Yep, Westside Connection, NWA. Now he's in Mount Westmore. <laughs> Shout out to Coop. Yeah, man. All right, Rev. Number four, or number two in this case for you. Yes, sir. We'll go back to the home team on this one. And I'm surprised you didn't see him over the weekend at City Field because he was there rocking in the skybox. Oh, oh no, I, I, I saw him. He was on the I, big screen yesterday. I saw, I saw some <laughs> pictures about that. I just saw he was there. Word. <laughs> yeah, man. Got to go with Ghostface Killer. Yeah. And my man makes music like no other. This man rapped about arguing with his watch. <laughs> he also rapped about being the sun and made it hot. Made it a dope, excuse the pun, made it a a, a hot track. He's he's an amazing storyteller. You can't deny it. Anytime you hear Ghost saying something, it's like gather around. You know what I mean? And people tend to forget he went on a tear. Six straight solid albums. Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, Bulletproof Wallets, Pretty Tony album, Fish Scale, More Fish, which is hard to do. You talk about longevity. Ghost has been in the game and been doing it. And amazing hip-hop personality i mean if anyone checked his work on mtv2 you know all the commercials and skits the 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 man is pure comedy he's gold i mean and he reminds me he's like a marvel character the way he dresses you know the big robes of course the the big gold eagle on the wrist i mean but like i get not many may others understand his lingo but it's not for everyone you know you you gotta really have an open mind to kind of decipher what it is that he's trying to communicate as, as he's communicating it. And you may not get it at first, but once you get it, it hits, it hits. It may even make you laugh a little bit. Cause just how outlandish he is, you know, like when he jumped on, um, he said, um, you 14 carat gold slump computer wizard. <laughs> That's one of the most funniest joints I ever he- heard, man. Like, <laughs> I love that right there. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. That's from Raekwon album, right? That's from, it is from Raekwon album. Cuba Lakes, he said. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Glaciers of Ice? I believe it is Glaciers of Ice. He just jumped on, <laughs> and that was the first thing that he said. Love and it. it's a hell of a pen to say something like that and, and, and bring that to any record. So, yeah, Ghost, and he's one of my personal favorites. So, yeah, I might be being a little biased here. But, yeah, he's, he's my number two, man. Love him. Love Ghost, man. Especially, it, like it, it's those vocals, man. Like when Ghost gets on the mic, it just brings that energy. I there, there's a joke that me and To always bring up. Shout out to To. We always look at the song "Never Never Be the Same Again" featuring Carl Thomas. We just love the way he starts it off. Yo, yo, yo! I gave you everything, and you still fucked my head up, children. I'm sorry, Ghost. Not now. Shut up. It's like <laughs> storytelling. He's bringing extra. It's like watching a movie. When Ghostface is rhyming, he's telling a story. You can see it. And he's bringing in those extra ad-libs that you don't expect to hear on a song. Like, he's having a conversation. He's bringing, he's bringing in characters. It's different than all the other storytellers out there. He's making it exactly how... It's, it's like how you're watching it from a TV screen. Because Ghost is so big on movies, especially the kung fu films. He loves how the story is told. He's not just looking at it for the action. He's also giving you the dialogue, and that's what makes Ghostface special. And you're right about the Marvel reference, because look at him. He calls himself Tony Stark. He was actually in a deleted scene in the Iron Man movie that they should have kept in. I'm mad that they took it off, because, <laughs> and I mean, Ghost is just, he's just Ghost, man. He's just, he's just the Ghostface killer. Even on the song Verbal Intercourse, with the green leathers, 100-pound snakes and cakes. Like, just the way he has so much style when he's rhyming. He's like, hey, what the fuck is you looking at? By the way, young blood, hit me off with that green bay hat. It's just, ah, 
What yeah, more can you say, man? Love him. Love him. Shout out to him. Taurus Gang, too. Shout out to, shout out to Ghost. All right, I guess it's back on me now. Um, this guy was the hottest rapper alive. And I'm not talking about looks, people, so don't even go there. But, um, yeah, he was the hottest rapper alive, and he had a run that I don't th- that we never saw before and that we'll never see after. He also comes from my hometown. I'm talking about Wheezy, baby. I got to give it to Lil Wayne. From 2005 to 2010, that man was on everything. Singles charted from rappers that would have never charted had he not been on the song. So say what you want. Some people say that he that he was not the best rapper in that time period, but he definitely was the hottest. Everything that Wayne touched either charted or 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 went platinum. Uh, gold wasn't even a thing for Wayne. It was just platinum. Um, yeah, everybody wanted to work with Lil Wayne. Everybody from uh. From Babyface to Destiny's Child to even uh and and QG, I know you hate that song, but even uh um Player Circle with Devil Backbone. So, I don't hate um, the song, I'm just not a fan of it. But yeah, he he was on it. And Wheezy Wheezy blessed us with uh with, with Nikki and Drake too. So um yeah, man, like like Wayne, you know, and, and there there's no bias here because uh I'm not even though you know his hot boys work was all right, you know oh five to ten is was what is what really did it um he's only the, he was he's only the second rapper ever to to have a number one album on the charts while in prison, which uh tupac was the first um but yeah and then his the man's work ethic is crazy he would make he would make uh four to five songs a day in the studio just Again, that that work the work ethic is unrivaled. I know some people will say uh, they don't like certain bars from him, like "G's move silent like lasagna" or "Wheezy F Baby" and the F is for phenomenal. But everybody's favorites get uh, have pulled a come on son and, uh, at one point or another. But yeah, and again, Wayne has worked with a with a who's who of 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 hip hop heavyweights. Not to mention, look at all the Grammys. Look at all. And that's one thing that that uh, my list lacked up until this point, the, uh, the awards, the Grammys, the accolades, you know, and I know I say mixtapes don't count, but I feel like at one point in time, Lil Wayne was also the mixtape king. So uh, if it wasn't for him, nobody would know who Don Cannon is. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Wayne is. Uh, Wayne's pretty pretty high up there, and and whether you like him or not, you cannot deny what the man has accomplished. So, agreed, no denial at all. And this is somebody that started '95 to the present. Wayne has worked his ass off to be labeled as one of the best, and he is. You know, when you look at the albums, you know, uh, I, I like like much of people who follow this career when. You know, The Block is Hot came out in 1999. I bought it. You know, I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, then he, he, the way he was able to evolve from where he started to the whole Carter run and then just becoming this other figure now, it was different than the cash money days. You leave cash money, you go into the young money phase, and, you know, you're just waiting. And like Candyman announced earlier, you know, with the with the bars, you know, you can say what you want. You could like it. You don't have to like it, but you can't deny the man's work. So the man put his heart and his passion into the music. Yeah, the only knock on him going to jail killed his momentum and then the rock album sunk him. But do you think Wayne that, will ever get that back? Nah, everybody has their time, bro. That 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 that's that's how it goes in life. Everybody has their time. He had his time. I don't think he's. I think he'll. I think he's capable of being popular. Yeah, but not as popular as that 2005 to 2010 run. And and he's got nothing to prove anyway. Nope, he's done it all. So that's that's my two cents. Greatest rapper to ever come out of New Orleans, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Wayne. All right, Q, you got the last one? My last one, I'm going to go with Razzcast. 
or Roscos, whatever you guys want to call them out there. He, he, some people say Razcas, some say Roscos. We're back in California, and what I love about Roz is un, his unorthodox rhyme scheme. He's not a gangster rapper. His technique, his wordplay, his metaphors. And this is another guy that educates you. I want to be educated when I hear when I hear these songs, man. First time I heard of Roz was Ghetto Fabulous, which came out in 1998. And uh, he's been in the game since 91. Six albums, 18 mixtapes, two compilations, 11 collaboration albums. This one's for you, Al. He said, niggas got stripes like Tony the Tiger, but niggas got stripes like Oral Hershiser. Uh, hey, yeah, LA reference. There you go. There you go. This is your baseball guy. So uh, I, funny enough, I actually tweeted him years ago. I, I tweeted him about that. I said, Raz, finish this line. I said, niggas got stripes like Tony the Tiger. And he retweeted it. He said, niggas got stripes like Oral Horshaz. I, I, I was on cloud nine after that one. But my favorite one is the Soul on Ice album in 1996. That album blew my head off because the way he's able to talk about our history and talk about science and talk about what's going on in the world, stuff that you don't even think about. He takes conspiracy theories and just takes it to level 100. That's what I really love about him. For all you people out there listening, if you don't know a song called Nature of the Threat, I want you to sit down, go to YouTube, go to wherever you can find it, and listen to Nature of the Threat. I can't give you bars from there because it will take forever. But what I can give you is a song called Ordo Opkeo, which is Order from the Chaos. And then once again, open your mind where he says, the planet revolves, supposedly man evolves, but no problem is solved because man is the cause. For the sake of eugenics, biochemists create ethno-specific, epi- ethno-specific epidemics, injecting the public in clinics. Then when the truth comes out, you black people are so paranoid, but who murdered Africa? The World Health Organization. Before 1978, there was no bloods with AIDS contamination. It ain't little green monkeys. It's little white honkies crossing bovine leukemia with sheep visna virus. As set tore off the Osiris on Horus and Isis love Osiris. Black men is blinded while black women look for real men but can't find it. All of that, that plethora of information, and it makes you sit back and look at life like, whoa. So it's funny because I actually wrote a paper about nature of the threat in college and I got and I got an A on it because I challenged the professor when the professor was telling us all this stuff about history. I said, well, uh, according to this, this is what happened. And then when I when I mentioned it and I referenced it, all of it came out to be what it is. And I actually thanked Ross Cos on Twitter. He says, good job, man. So I want to be educated with the rhymes. I think Raz is just one of those guys, man, that just takes in everything and just throws it back at you with a unique style. So he's on my list. No particular order. That caps off. That wraps off mine. So shout out to you, Ross Cos. And he's still doing it, too. I love the Van Gogh album. I don't think it officially released, but I had it kind of on bootleg from Napster. What what an album, man. Great album. I wish it would have came out. Hey man, you familiar with the situation with him and Alchemist? Yes, I am. Wow. Can you, Al? Did you hear about this? No, I did not. Well, it's the uh, "We Gonna Make It" beat by Alchemist. Roscoe's actually was supposed to have it first. Home he sweet actually, home. Home sweet home. And 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 and, is, and and is it on that version of Van Gogh that you got? It uh, the one I had, yeah. And then they had that as a bonus, and then they had uh, "Kiss You" to this. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Raz don't run from any challenge either. Man. He, he gets into a battle. He had, you know, he had a little something with game. Yeah. Back and forth with him. You know, Raz don't run from nobody. There was a little something with Nas, kind of, but it kind of fizzled out. It didn't really escalate into anything. So, yeah, that Van Gogh album, man, I wish that would have really came out, man, because Understandable Smooth is one of my favorites, too. Interesting choice there. All right, uh, Rev, it's your your final pick. All right, so my supreme lyricist, Black Thought, mm. he's what Rakim should have been had he stayed with it. He could be on anybody's track and shine, lyricists, singers, musicians, anybody. He kills every freestyle. You could tell he takes the art real serious, though. Super diverse, as I mentioned, as far as being on anyone's track. And the whole Roots catalog, super deep. 
I mean, dude's pretty much rapping with a band. Yep. He's he's honestly what a lyricist should aspire to be. I honestly think he's the best MC in the game when it comes to what an MC is. Because remember, there's a difference between MCs and rappers. Facts. Black Thought don't just go on tracks rapping. He's teaching. He's giving you gems. Bars. And I feel like if you get on the track with Black Thought, you got to be on your A-plus game. Because you know he's going to bring it. And just as of late, you know, within the past decade, he's released, you know, a couple solo albums without the roots. Um, <laughs> he actually went against my criteria as far as uh, the streams of thought volume one. That's that's really an MP, uh, EP because there's only about uh, five tracks on that. But the streams of thought volume two, volume three, super deep. And even off them two albums, you could just tell how supreme of a lyricist he really is. Like I said, and his work with the Roots, second to none, and that's a deep catalog too. So I'm running with Black Thought as my number one. Good, good, good pick, man. This guy started in 1987, and he 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 reps Philly proud, man. Like when like like we had a whole thing about Philadelphia MCs, and I mean he just he just deserves his his due, man. And those freestyles, and. That freestyle he did with Flex got cited by so many different people. Was that the last freestyle he did with Flex, or did he do another one after that? I believe that was the last one. Yo, man, people kept bringing it up over and over and over. And that, and when that came out, it's like, wow, that's what it took for this man to finally get his due. He is just rapping, rapping. Like, like, when, we, like when we use the term rapping, rapping, you got to have a picture of Black Thought, man. Because this guy could get on a track with anybody and just go crazy. Like, it's just something about that man. The way he he brings in the soul, the way he brings in the elements. He captures the elements of what hip-hop is. And Roots is, is a great, great group, great, great band. Shout out to Quest Love and all the members of the Roots. But you got Black Thought as your four, man. You can't go wrong, you know, and... Like 1993 was their first album, Organics, and just for him to just stay so long, even when he's on late night TV rapping, he's still great. And I think it's it's about time that this man gets his flowers and gets his due. So that's his real, real, real good good pick there, Rev. I know you took time to really craft your list, and that right there, that guy deserves a top spot for real. Yes, sir. Well, my final pick might might uh especially on a top five list may uh may turn some heads. Um, especially because people hate it on his most recent work. But uh I gotta go with my man Drizzy, man. I gotta go with Drake. Again, the success speaks for itself. Multiple Grammy the man is practically swimming in Grammys. Also, I feel like when Lil Wayne dropped the torch, Drake picked up where Lil Wayne left off and just kept that momentum. And uh, shout outs to shout outs to OVO. Um, Drake makes some really great music. Um, from uh, from so far gone to nothing was the same. I mean, you know, it's it's it the music like I don't know his, his, his track record speaks for itself. And Drake has been in the game since two thousand nine. We're in 2022. That's 13 years and counting. And uh, I believe uh, he's approaching double-digit albums real soon, if uh, if if uh, my count is not mistaken. So I think he's at seven, isn't he? At seven in his in his uh, studio albums. Well, I personally own seven, so he's at more than seven. Well, this is his studio albums that's listed in the in the discography. It's he's got seven studio albums, four EPs, seven mixtapes, three compilations. Well, I still think that uh, I still think that Drake um, is the man. And plus, in an era in today's era of, of not just hip hop, but music in general, where everything is streaming, the man is still going platinum, which is very hard to do nowadays. So. You know, you know, it's funny you mention that because looking at looking at honestly, never mind. Has anyone seen the numbers for it? No. 
Yeah, I, I don't know if they're still counting it because when you look at when you look at the track listing and you look at everything, Scorpion, to its credit, you know it went gold very very fast, and then it and then it went to the uh, five times platinum status. Certified Lover Boy capped off, believe it or not, at gold. And like you mentioned with the streaming and everything like that, there's no numbers in. So honestly, never mind. I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, do you feel it's because of the sound? Uh, since it's not what he's what, what he's what he's known for as far as because he could switch it up any time. But I don't think people expected that the majority of the album was going to be that house sound. And let me ask you a question. All you guys can answer about this. There's been a talk online and in the world that Drake is one of the components for bringing back house music. Some have said that. Do you agree with that? I don't necessarily agree with it. But again, I feel like his his most recent album is not doing numbers because it's not dedicated towards his core fan base. Mm-hmm. He made that music for a completely different fan base. And and to his credit, though, because of who he is, it's still got streams because everybody listened to it to give an opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, Drake, Drake deserves his, he deserves his accolades. He's worked to be there. And uh, I, I've said some things about Drake, but I'm not going to deny the man's work. The man, because you got to work hard in order to be somewhere in this business. And the man, his records, man, breaking Beatles numbers, competing with Jay-Z in the numbers category, getting all these awards, all the success and all the singles. And look where he started. Homeboy was on a TV show. Worked his way up, came out of there, did his thing created a buzz for himself, took the torch from Wayne when it was handed to him, and he ran with that sucker. So, yeah, the man, Drake is a Drake is a cultural icon, man. He, he, he's running things. He's part of that three-headed monster we always talk about. And Drake, you can find him everywhere. He's everywhere. Whatever it be, a sporting event, fashion event, an award show, you know, Drake is Drake. Is Drake. I feel like at in a certain in a certain point in time, he'll be like some of the others that we that we that I mentioned earlier. Where he, I, I feel he's eventually going to transcend hip hop. Yeah, I can see that. Especially he's releasing house music, not necessarily necessarily uh, not necessarily a rap album. So don't be yeah. surprised if uh, if Drake becomes Jay Z, where he comes back for features that only he wants to do. He doesn't drop any more albums because he doesn't need to. Yeah, yeah. He's at a level where he has so much money and so much success, he doesn't even need to consistently drop albums. And that's something that people need to look at. That's that's the nature of the game. You know, some people drop the albums for the passion. They love it. They love to record. They love to make the music. They love putting it out there. Some, you know, you get in the game, you get at a level, you create a lane for yourself where you don't necessarily have to eat off making an album like you got some people who are struggling with their financials so yo i gotta hurry up and do this album man that way i can make some money it shouldn't have to be that way unfortunately somehow that's how it is and this is not this is not a knock to anybody that has to go through that because we all got to eat we all got to feed our family but if you could get to a level where you don't have to hurry up into the studio and hurry up with an album that's the hustle man that's the right way Yep, and not to mention, he started off as an as a successful actor. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he didn't even necessarily have to rap, but that's the route he took, and you know, look, 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 look where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are our top fives alive. Uh, for those of you who listen out there, let us know who your top five is. DM us at Rap Lab Pod um, on Instagram. Tweet us at Rap Lab Pod on Twitter. Or uh, if you want to go the email route, uh, Rap Lab Pod uh, at gmail.com. So yeah, just let us know. Follow the same criteria. And let us know who's in your top five. Fellas, anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody that we that we picked. You know, and there's, if there's anybody who you feel out there that, that, that deserves to be in the spot, let us know. Email, social media. This is out there. Comment. You know, check our YouTube page. 
Everybody out there, Rap Lab Podcast, check out the social media, Rap Lab Podcast, Twitter, Rap Lab Podcast. Let us know what you think about all of that, and we will definitely answer you back. Yes, sir. Shout out to my cousin, Lil Greg. He actually, my man G, he actually uh, had a conversation with me before this. Um, he was mentioning Jadakiss. You know, we had a small little debate about it. Um, unfortunately, Jada, ain't, he ain't make my list, but, uh, you know, I feel like my list is pretty dope. I think he'll like my list, too, so uh, I'm about to... Uh, get ready and uh share this uh on youtube with them you know I mean because uh <laughs> youtube channels up and popping you know we got um uploading our latest episodes on there as well so check us out there as my man qg said you know all platforms twitter facebook instagram give us a shout man we might have to get it we might have to get greg on the show to explain himself yeah he actually prefers to be called g he's uh he got like low key and stuff like that. He probably wouldn't mind coming on and shit. But yeah, man, he uh he he's in he's into the um like kind of the real MCs, you know, the uh, golden era kind of cats and stuff. He uh gave me a little shit because I said that they do the, like the simplistic kind of rhyming and stuff. So he gave me an earful about that and saying that you know that that paved the way for what we got now. And he's right, you know, I give him his props for it. Yeah, he's not, he's not wrong about that. But yeah, if anybody wants to send their top five, you know, we might have to we might have to critique a, a couple people's list. But yeah, send us your top five. I'll tell you what I think. Yep, so we catch y'all same place, same time next week. Peace. Peace. Welcome, 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 welcome to the rap lab. Welcome, 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 welcome to the rap lab. lab, lab.